Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. But before we start, I want to say that I'm currently running a giveaway. It's still happening. We are trying to get to 500 Apple podcast reviews. And when we get to 500 Apple podcast reviews, I will be choosing a random selection, a random person who submitted a review and they will be getting a free coaching session with me. And the way to enter is obviously to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Spotify doesn't count, but you could still leave me a review on Spotify just out of the kindness of your heart. But Apple Podcasts is where we're doing the giveaway. And once you leave a review, you can take a screenshot and just send it to my Instagram. And if you don't receive a response from me, you are in you know the same boat as everybody else. I'm not responding individually to everyone who's sending me a screenshot. But know that if you do send me a screenshot, I have seen it and I've written you in the list and you are entered in the giveaway. So don't think that if you haven't received a response that I, you know, um, didn't see it. You absolutely have been entered. So if you sent a screenshot, you have been entered. So if you want to enter into the giveaway, leave a review. And when we get to 500 reviews, I will be choosing a, a winner and you will get a free coaching session with me. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. So I figured that it would be a really good day to record the cycle syncing episode and how I sync my life with my cycle because I am currently cycle syncing right now. So right now I am in my ovulation phase and what that means is that I have the most energy that I will have throughout my cycle. I have a lot of energy to engage, to be social, to kind of put my energy outside of myself. So to kind of penetrate the world, right? I have the most energy to be doing a lot of activities and to be engaging and to be seeing people and to be responding to people, responding to messages, everything. I just have a a greater capacity for right now in my cycle. And one of the things that I'm currently doing is recording a bunch of podcasts for my 
you know, for my podcast. And what I do during my ovulation time, because I have the most energy to speak, to, you know, give advice, to engage, I can speak for long periods of time in ways that I can't when I'm menstruating or when I'm in my luteal phase. What I do is I record a lot of podcasts during that time and I schedule them out for every Saturday. So I haven't decided if this podcast is going to air this upcoming week, which would be May 6th of that Saturday, or if it's going to, you know, come out in three weeks or two weeks. I just kind of, you know, rearrange them. I have recorded about four podcasts in the last two to three days. And so that's just one of the ways that I am cycle syncing right now. So let's first talk about what each phase means. Okay, so I'm just going to pull up this post that I actually just posted on my story and I'm just going to read you through the phases so it's just very clear and very specific about each phase. So we're going to start out with the menstrual phase, which is when you are bleeding and this is what it says for that phase. This is the most internal time of your cycle, a time of heightened emotional sensitivity, intuition, and spiritual connection. You may want to spend more time alone, resting and reflecting. The veil between our reality and the spirit realm is the thinnest, and you may feel hazy or dreamy. As much as you can, let yourself turn inwards and simply be. So let's just discuss that cycle, that part of our cycle, and let's talk about how I cycle sync during that time of the month, right, for me. So that time of the month, my menstruation, I, first of all, I bleed with the new moon and I ovulate with the full moon. So during that time when I am menstruating, when I am bleeding, I, one thing that I do to cycle sync is I do not schedule any calls with anyone. I do not schedule any, you know, any business meetings if I can. I try to avoid scheduling any time with friends during that time, any vacations. I try to not be traveling during that time. I really make an effort to not be engaging with others and to not have predetermined plans with others during that time that I've committed to, especially things that I really couldn't get out of, like a podcast episode that I scheduled with somebody for an interview or a coaching call with somebody that I have scheduled or going and driving up to meet a friend, which is a story that did happen to me where I wasn't cycle syncing because... I forget why, but I was supposed to be cycle syncing. I always cycle sync, but I just kind of had a lot on my plate. It was sometime in the fall and I had a lot of clients and I was definitely feeling a little bit worn out or a little bit stretched. I would get, I guess I would say stretched. I had kind of a lot on my plate and as a result, I wasn't paying as close of attention to myself as I usually do, which always bites you in the butt because especially when you're stretched out thin or when you have a lot going on and you have a lot of clients or you have a lot of going on with work, right? That's the time where you especially want to be cycle syncing because you can tune into yourself in very, very small ways, right? So for example, just if you work a nine to five job and you know that you're going to be menstruating or something, you can bring in extra you know, um, tools for you to feel better throughout the day, or you can schedule work meetings uh, a little bit less on those few days, or you can plan your, you know, workouts around it, or the things that you do at home around it, or you can, 
you know, plan to make your life a little bit easier and less interactive with others during that time. So especially when you have a lot on your plate, it's best to cycle sync because you can try your best to relieve some of your tension or some of your burden that you carry. So one time I... In the fall, I was with a, or I was visiting a friend, one of my my good friends, Reggie, and I was visiting him. He's one of my long-term friendships from when I was like 11 or 12. We became friends. We've been friends for over 10 years. And I was driving up, you know, to go see him, right? So I was, you know, making time to go see my two long-term friendships. I have two friends that I have been friends with for over 10 years since I was in middle school and they're two of my best friends. And I was making time to see them both before I went to Portugal. And I was just trying to fit him into my schedule and fit going up to see him in my schedule. And I wasn't even really focusing on my cycle, right? And it turns out that the day that I drove up to go see him, I drove four hours to see him and then I stayed the night and then I came back. It was just a lot. And the day that I went to see him, I was menstruating, right? I was bleeding. I was on my moon cycle. And I just was, I just didn't have the energy to engage with him. And I did, I just wasn't as present as I could have been. And I was just so, I just wasn't, I wasn't fully the, I wasn't showing up the way that I would have liked to because it wasn't the time of month that was compatible with me engaging with somebody consistently, you know, sleeping over and being with them in that type of way. I just wasn't compatible with that, with that, you know, lifestyle choice in that moment that lifestyle choice of driving up to see him and, you know, staying the night and having all these activities together, my hormones were not compatible with that decision that I made. And as a result, you know, I wasn't fully present there and I felt kind of like I was in tension with my present moment because all I wanted to do was just be quiet and be by myself and journal and I didn't want to you know be loud and talk and share stories and engage and I was just so not able to be present because my hormones were at odds with my present moment and my body as a woman needed something different than what I was actually providing it and So in that moment, I really, really grounded into the importance of really scheduling my time and my, um, you know, activities with my menstrual cycle and with my cycle in general. And I think it's truly so important because then we can let go of so much of the guilt or the resistance that we have so often. And it really, you know, even what I said with my, my friend Reggie, right, where I was showing up and... I was really, it felt like I was at odds with the present moment. So much of the time when we are not cycle syncing, we are walking through life as women constantly wondering, why am I not performing the way I was last week? Or, you know, getting really hard on ourselves or feeling like we are not doing what we should be doing or what we want to be doing. And I always felt like that. Like, why can't I do this? Or why can't I interact today, but I couldn't interact the week prior, right? And when I started cycle syncing, a lot of that guilt and resistance goes away because you start honoring your individual and unique cycle as a woman. And our world today is set up in a patriarchal way 
from a man's perspective and for a man. And we are not honored in this world as women, as cis women, we're not honored in today's world in the way that we show up. And anybody that has a womb is not honored their cycles are not honored, their hormones are not honored, the way that we operate is not honored, right? And it is so important that we begin to honor ourselves. And as you begin to honor yourself and you make yourself a safe haven because the world outside of you is not really aligning with what you can create for yourself and it doesn't feel good, as you start honoring yourself, you are able to navigate life for a woman. You're able to create a life that is compatible for your womanhood. And for me, it was just such a big game changer because imagine if I, you know, didn't know that, you know, during my menstrual phase, something, I mean, everyone pretty knows about, pretty much knows about their menstrual phase and during the bleeding time that you're kind of introspective or whatnot and that you don't really want to be around people. But You know, imagine if I was in my luteal phase, so just like three days prior, two days prior, a day prior, and I was engaging with my friend, and I was just felt so at odds with the moment, and I just felt like, oh my gosh, I I don't know why I'm not able to interact, and I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm, I'm not feeling this, and that and the other, I would have felt oh my gosh, I am not a good friend. Why am I like this? Why is it like this? Whatever, I would have just had so much added stress and guilt and overwhelm. And I was talking to one of my friends the other day and she was saying something similar. She was talking about how, you know, at different points in the month, she can't perform the way that she could at other points in the month. And that cyclical flow that is, natural and sacred for women is just not honored and not even acknowledged at all in our patriarchal society. So it's absolutely necessary that we honor it and we acknowledge it for ourselves and we create a life in balance with our hormones so that we are able to create a life that feels good and and learn about ourselves and know ourselves and create a life that feels safe and nurturing and soft. Talk about soft life. You have to really honor your cycles as a woman to really tap into that soft life or else you're going to be doing things when your hormones and your body are in resistance to it and it's not going to feel in flow, right? So for me, during my menstrual time, so when I am bleeding, I make sure that I just, you know, don't engage with people as much as possible. I'm alone as much as possible. And I also make sure that I eat warming foods. I So I eat a lot of like soups and warm foods and cooked meals and things like that. I'm not really interested in cold smoothies or, you know, salads as much during my menstrual cycle and I also eat a lot more during my menstrual cycle where in the morning maybe I normally eat breakfast at 10 a.m or 9 30 a.m I need to eat breakfast as soon as I wake up at like 7 30 or 8 and that is just what I need during my menstrual cycle and so again acknowledging this and knowing what we need and not just making it a one size fits all right so if like you're like okay Every day I'm going to eat a salad or I'm going to whatever it is, I'm going to fast until 12 and then eat whatever. 
that doesn't work for women to put this one size fits all for every single day in the same way that it works for men, which it does work for men because men go through this cycle within 24 hours and we go through this cycle within 28 days, right? Give or take. So it takes us, what is happens for men within a day happens for us within a month. And our hormones are just, are definitely very, very different. And we are different from men. And so for me, something else that I do during my menstrual cycle is I make sure that I meal prep before my menstrual cycle. So I know for myself that I like to, you know, um, have warm foods during my menstrual cycle when I am bleeding and I also don't like to be cooking too much. I don't like to be doing a lot of things. I don't like to be doing chores. I like to be kind of resting and after a day or two while bleeding I actually tend to get a spike of energy because my follicular phase is beginning and I don't bleed that much so I only bleed for a day or two. So you know, pretty quickly I start to get a hit of energy, but in the very beginning of my menstruation, I really do like to have meals pre-made. I don't want to be doing chores around the house, and that's just something that needs to be known with your, if you're in partnership, if you're a mother, really making sure that you cater to yourself with your menstrual cycle and knowing what you need during that time so that you can show up catering to yourself while still, let's say, getting things done if you need to get things done. So maybe you need to meal prep a week before or you need to do certain things to make sure that you have time to rest during your menstrual cycle. And all of that is very important to me. Something else that I also do is I take red raspberry leaf tea for a week prior to my menstrual cycle beginning and I drink it about one to three times a day. If you have very intense period cramps, I would say to take it at at a minimum of like three times a day. Um, This is just, it's not medical advice. This is just my own personal thing that I have done is I did for five days prior to my menstrual cycle beginning, I would take red raspberry leaf tea three times a day. And by the time my menstrual cycle started, I didn't have any more pain. And then on the first day of my menstrual cycle, I would drink it as well and I wouldn't have any pain. And I used to have really, really painful first days of my period. So that is just something that I do for my menstrual phase of my cycle. So let's go into the next one, which is the follicular phase. So the follicular phase is when your hormones begin to spike. So let's read what it says. It says, your follicular phase, this is the time of increased curiosity and optimism. You'll likely feel clear, light, focused, and energized. You may feel a bit of anxiety at the beginning of this phase as you may navigate going out into the world again after going through the chrysalis of menstruation. But the point here is that your hormones start spiking, you start getting more energy, and you start feeling more optimistic, you start being able to engage again, right? And so I think it's very important to really be in tune with each phase of your cycle to know where you're at every single day of your cycle. I'm going to link below the cycles journal that I use, which is like the best thing ever, but I track every single day where I'm at in my cycle and what I'm feeling and you know, um, you know, what's going on for me. And through that, I can also navigate my trends, which you will have your own unique trends for yourself. And so for me, you know, around day 15, something specific happens for me. And so 
for you, it's very, it's very important to know your own individual menstrual cycle or your, you know, whole cycle and what happens for you at different phases in the cycle. And another thing that I do is I also sync my physical workouts to my menstrual cycle. So when you are in your follicular phase and when you're in your ovulation phase is the time when you can be doing the most intense workouts. So HIIT workouts and these, you know, more intense workouts. For me, I only do hot yoga and then I also do like a a less intense yoga. So that's how I work out. But if I am in my follicular phase and my ovulation phase, I will do the more intense hot yoga classes. And during my menstrual cycle, I will only do yin yoga classes or I will do more restorative yoga classes, but not as much high intensity and hot yoga classes. So that's something that I also pay attention to is syncing up with my physical activity as well. But during my follicular phase, I tend to feel really, really good. I feel really energized. I start eating colder foods like smoothies and salads and things that I really like that are really fresh and my energy just starts to you know pick up and heighten and I start to feel more comfortable going out in the world I still don't really like to engage too much with others let's say like socially I prefer to engage the most uh, my best time is on my ovulation and I'm a pretty antisocial person so I'm not even like I'm an introvert but I'm more just like a loner like an antisocial person like I just don't I I like to be alone most of the time or with my partner, like with my partner or by myself. And I like to engage with others um, at most maybe five times a month, Uh, but that's like the most. I don't remember the last time I've engaged with like friends or outside people more than five times a month. I'm talking socially, you know, like hanging out, going to dinners, going to events and whatnot. Um, so I do I do tend to be more of a loner in that sense. But during my follicular phase, I'm more comfortable, you know, having client calls and working and making podcasts and going to yoga and engaging with people and doing things around the house. And I really do plan for my chores to happen during my follicular phase and my ovulation phase. So the ovulation phase is the time when you have the most energy. So let's read what it says. It says, this is the most creative, sensual, and externally focused time in the cycle. You may be feeling more confident, expressive, outgoing, and social. You're more likely to want to connect with those around you, from catch-up coffee dates with your friends, to a steamy night with your partner, to chatting chatting up with a cute stranger, fanning through the pages of Zadie Smith at the bookstore. I don't know who Zadie Smith is. Oh my gosh, people are going to be like, people are, Zadie Smith stands are going to drag me. I don't know. Is that an author? But um, during your ovulation, you do have the most energy and you're also obviously ovulating. So you are the most horny and sensual and wanting to be sexual during that time. And you can absolutely engage with that energy You know, of course, if you are with a partner and you're not looking to get pregnant, you have to, you know, be careful during that time. But if you are by yourself, you can absolutely engage with that energy. But you can also use that heightened hormone levels and the, you know, sexual energy that you have coursing through your body. You can use that to create like I am right now. You know, I can you can use that to pour that into your 
your activities, your creative outlets, your hobbies, your work, you can use that heightened energy to pour into your life. And it was actually crazy yesterday. I'm a pretty, in general, I would say a pretty like low energy person. I'm very, very sensitive. And yeah, I think doing too much in a day definitely overwhelms me. So yesterday I woke up I went to yoga right away. I then came home. No, I went out and got something to eat. And then I came home and I made a loaf of bread. And then I recorded three podcasts, which, you know, takes a lot of energy because I'm pouring out into my podcast and I'm speaking and penetrating and, you know, just kind of giving my life energy out to you guys, right? So I recorded three podcasts that were all like 45 minutes each. And then I went down and I spent like three hours in the kitchen cooking. I made like all of these new recipes, did all of this stuff. Then I came up and cleaned my room and I just had so much energy to to do things. And I think that it can particularly be so helpful for mothers to cycle sync because you can tap in with your most energetic time of your cycle and know when you can get a lot done in preparation instead of just every single day feeling like I need to do so much but I don't have energy to do so much every day especially as a mother and I was talking last night to my partner right and I was just like wow if I was a mother I would meal prep during my or when I'm a mother I will meal prep during my ovulation phase every day for like those seven days or whatever, however long I'm ovulating, I will take every day to like plan for the rest of my cycle or plan to kind of give myself that cushion, that buffer, because I have so much more energy during my ovulation. Now, what I, what it looks like for me to have a lot of energy might for somebody else be a normal day, but like I said, I'm a pretty low. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm pretty just like low energy person. I can't really do, you know, a million things in a day. I'm not like the most productive person ever. But during my ovulation phase is when I hit the peak of that. So for me, you know, recording a bunch of podcasts, having a call, 
I was also engaging with people around me a lot, making a lot of different meals, trying new recipes, going and, you know, working out, like all of that is like my highest energy day. So whatever that looks like for you, you can hone in on that energy and use that to make your life easier as a woman in preparation for the next phase, which is the luteal phase, when you start losing a lot of your energy and becoming more introspective. So I think that for anybody who has a lot on their plate, it can be so, so, so important to learn how to really harness that energy during your ovulation to create a softer life for yourself during your luteal phase and your menstruation. So like I said, one of the things that I do is I record a lot of podcasts during my ovulation phase, and that is because that's part of my work. That's something that I do that I'm really passionate about, but in my luteal phase, when I'm super emotional and super introspective and and whatnot, I might just be wanting to write poetry every day or to engage with my life in a different way. And even if I try to force myself to take a podcast, I might not be able to channel in the same way that I naturally do, where a lot of times when I take podcasts, my words come out very, very easily. I kind of speak with a sense of self assuredness absolutely I feel like I speak very clearly and with a sense of security and whatnot and I'm really channeling things that I feel are important to to express and that I want you guys to hear and you know wisdom I want to share with you guys but during my menstruation phase when I'm bleeding I might not be able to do that and it just might not be compatible with you know my hormones and what's going on with me. So for me, I set myself up for success by during my ovulation phase, using that energy and working with myself. It's really all about working with yourself as a woman and learning how to work with ourselves as a woman because nobody teaches us these things. It's crazy, but school doesn't teach us these things. A lot of times our family doesn't teach us these things because our family, the women in our family, again, they were intentionally cut off from this knowledge for years and years and years and generations and thousands of years in the patriarchy. We were intentionally cut off from this knowledge. So to reclaim this knowledge and be able to work in accordance with your body and with your hormones and and do that is so, so, so healing. And like I said, it's literally about just being in flow with yourself instead of in resistance to yourself. When I am trying to engage with myself as if I'm ovulating, but I'm actually on my menstruation phase, I'm going to set myself up for failure and I'm working in resistance to myself and my life, right? And to my, yeah, to myself. So it doesn't work. So we as women have to set ourselves up to, for success by engaging with ourselves in a way that honors our hormones. Also, if you're somebody with low libido, it can be really helpful to navigate if you have a partner to really navigate sexuality during your ovulation phase or during your follicular phase and to intentionally kind of bring yourself into that energy during your follicular and your ovulation phase. So a lot of times women with low libido, I see it all the time, they will feel very guilty and uncomfortable with themselves and they will feel in resistance to themselves. But a lot of times what that means is that person is not really in tune with their cycles and 
you can be a low libido person, but understand when your ovulation cycle is, when your follicular cycle is, and know that you have more sexual energy to kind of bring out and harness. So you can start, you know, during your ovulation phase, turning yourself on, choosing to bring yourself into that energy that you know is readily available if you just go into it, if you choose to go into it. This is also a conversation about responsive desire versus spontaneous desire. So if you're interested in that, look it up. But with spontaneous or with responsive desire, don't feel bad as a woman if you are not just spontaneously horny 24-7 or you just, you know, nothing happens and you're just horny. As a woman, a lot of times you might have responsive desire, which means that you might need to bring yourself into that energy and choose to go into that energy before you even feel horny. But during your follicular phase and your ovulation phase, know that you have more ability to go into that sexual energy and that turned on energy and that sensual energy. So actually, regardless if you have a partner or not, choosing to go into that sexual energy individually or with a partner when you are at your most juicy and most energetic can again set yourself up for success versus, you know, on day 25 of your cycle when you're in the thick of your luteal phase and you're judging and you don't know and you're judging yourself for not being super horny or not wanting to have sex or not being turned on, right? That can be, again, you just being in resistance to your feminine and womanly nature and not actually knowing, hey, I'm not even, it's not even in accordance with my hormones right now that I'm supposed to be super horny or want sex right now. Of course, if you do, that's also wonderful and totally, totally fine. But, you know, For women that are more low libido, it's totally normal that during your luteal phase and your menstruation phase, you're not interested in sex or being turned on or sexuality, right? So you can work in accordance with your hormones and cycle sync for your sexuality with your partner or with yourself and really know when you are in your follicular and when you're in your ovulation phase and harness that energy by choosing to go into that reservoir of sexual energy and pull it out and engage with it, right? And I think this can be really actually helpful for women who are not in partnership because you can learn how to bring yourself, like coax yourself, bring yourself into that juicy turned on energy without, you know, um, having that spontaneous horniness that just makes you want to, right? Like all of a sudden you just want to. So learning how to, you know, actually bring yourself, choose to bring yourself into that turned on experience and into your sexuality without without actually um, having a partner and just choosing to do it because you want to go into your sexual energy and you want to self-pleasure or you want to feel into that energy, you can do that in accordance with your cycle. And again, you're not in resistance to yourself. You're in flow with yourself. So if you're choosing to bring that out of yourself during your ovulation phase, your body is saying yes to you as you are saying yes to your body, right? Versus if you're in your, maybe your menstrual phase, your luteal phase or something, your body might be saying no to you and you're trying to get your body to say yes and then wondering, why is my body saying no? Why am I not in that space? Why am I not feeling that, right? So learning to actually sync up your sexuality with your 
cycle can be a really helpful part of cycle syncing as well. And it's something that I practice. So I really cycle sync for my work, for my interactions with others, for my sexuality, for my food, and with my activities. So I cycle sync a lot in those in those types of areas. And I also, like I said, during my ovulation, I try to take on as much as I, I can during my ovulation phase because it sets me up for success. So I try to plan to get as much done. So maybe actually right now as I look over at my bed, I'm changing my sheets during my my ovulation cycle, right? Because during my luteal phase, I'm not going to want to. And during my menstrual phase, I'm not going to want to. So I'm going to change my sheets during my ovulation phase. I'm going to clean my room during my ovulation phase. I'm going to respond to a lot of texts during my ovulation phase, which I did this morning, right? So I know, oh, I'm in my ovulation phase. I have more energy. Let me use that energy to respond to a lot of messages, emails, texts where a lot of times I don't have energy to do that and yeah I'm like a really bad texter and I just don't have a lot of energy a lot of times to respond to a lot of messages or when people message me and it's totally not personal I'm just not a good texter and I've made peace with that and so Something that I do is during my ovulation phase though I use my energy of my ovulation phase to interact with people just by texting or by getting back to people or making any phone calls I need to do and that really has to do with me being very introverted as well and very antisocial and kind of a loner it's like hard for me to make a lot of calls or to you know respond to a lot of texts like that's not something that comes naturally to me so my best shot is when I'm in my ovulation phase. And so I sync that up with my ovulation. So I do a lot of that. I also make a lot of content during my ovulation phase. So if you notice, I am usually most active on social media when I am ovulating. Because again, I have the most energy to interact, to share, to penetrate the world when I am on my ovulation phase and something that I do is I make content during my ovulation phase that I can post during my luteal phase and my menstruation phase. So again, really just syncing up my work with my with my ovulation, um, my ovulation phase and the ways that I engage with my sharing and, and my work and whatnot. So let's go to the last phase, which is the luteal phase. So it says, this is the most intuitive time in the cycle, especially in the last few days before you bleed. This is a time when the subconscious becomes conscious and when shadows may arise to the surface. You may also become more irritable and or emotionally sensitive, especially if you're overwhelmed or if there's something emotional going on that you need to process. Your inner critic may be loudest at this time, so it's a good time for self-compassion. The end of the luteal phase is a portal to the underworld. The underworld is a fruitful is fruitful once we surrender to it. The shadows are fertile when we let ourselves look. Let your feel and express your emotions as much as possible if you want to cry in the bath or howl at the moon it's highly encouraged okay so during our luteal phase is when we start to dip um, in our energy and we start to get a lot more seclusive and you know wanting to be alone for me during my luteal phase I start to just get a little bit more irritable um, so that definitely starts to happen. I become a lot more antisocial during my luteal phase. My luteal phase lasts for a while. Like our luteal phases last for quite a bit of time. They usually last for around 10 days and sometimes mine is actually much longer than that. So 
you know, my luteal phase is when it's usually like the majority of my cycle is like the biggest phase, also the follicular. But yeah, I think actually luteal is the biggest phase of my cycle. So that's the majority of the time that I'm, you know, engaging with the world is I'm very emotional, seclusive, you know, kind of removed, aloof a little bit and very intuitive and very connected to the earth and very, you know, connected to my body and connected to myself and my feelings and whatnot. And so during this time, I have just set myself up for success during my ovulation by getting a lot of tasks done that I wanted to get done. But during this time, I, you know, kind of start winding down I start being really careful with the, you know, the energies that I'm engaging with or the people that I'm engaging with and try to schedule as little interactions with others as I possibly can. And, you know, I also start to eat warmer. I like to eat like warmer foods during my luteal and my menstruation. And I also like to eat colder foods during my ovulation and my follicular. And so I start to kind of tone down in that way. I start to kind of start nesting. I feel like during my luteal phase, I really start nesting. I get a little bit more irritable and I just kind of want to be alone. So I do less intense workouts. I, you know, I'm just mindful of how I'm feeling, but I also still show up for my responsibilities. And I also want to say that, you know, If you don't have the ability to, during your luteal phase, you know, not engage with anybody or, you know, to take time off work during your menstrual phase or or whatnot, right? Like, obviously, life should include women because we're literally half of the world, half of humanity, our way of engaging. So personally, I believe that we women should have paid time off during their menstruation. That is just something that should be standard for all women in all countries, in all workplaces. That is something that should be standard, but it's not because we live in a man's world and in the patriarchy where there's a lot of imbalance instead of this balance between the masculine and the feminine and men and women. But if you can't take off, you know, a week for your menstrual cycle, that's not even what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is for your life, right? Or maybe during your luteal phase, you have to tune in for what's real for you. Like for me, I'm already, like my nature is I am an introvert and I'm also a loner. So that is my nature, okay? So during my luteal phase, that nature is amplified, okay? For you, if you're an extrovert or even if you're an introvert, but you still really like to engage with people and hang out and whatever. I'm one of my good friends that I'm seeing um, this, no, next week, Annabelle. She is, I was just telling her, you know, it's so fun because she's like always with her friends. She's just like, she reminds me of Sex in the City. Like she's always just like engaging with her friends and she's always going to all these little cute like girl picnics. Like she just has this girl gang, a girl group in New York City. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're so cute and cool. Like you just have such a like Sex in the City vibe about your life. Like you just have this little girl gang and you're just running around. I've actually never seen Sex in the City. So if I'm totally missing the mark of what that means, but what I'm assuming it means is like a bunch of girls in New York City navigating life and they just do these cute little like dinners and picnics and little parties together. Like she always is at these little like parties with her friends, right? And like they just have like girl parties and like dinner dates and it's so cute. But anyway, she's like 
always engaging with people, right? <laughs> Sorry, Annabelle, to use you as an example, but she's always engaging with people. And, you know, during luteal phase, if you are always engaging with people in general, maybe you just need to tone that down a tiny bit for you to be in in accordance with your cycle, for you to be in flow with your cycle, right? But maybe for you, that means you see three people a week, like you would do three social events and not seven, or you do one and not three or something like that. But for me, it means I do zero, (laughs) right? So that is, or I do one for the entire two weeks or something, right? But, you know, that's going to look specific to you. So if you don't have, if your lifestyle is different than mine or your, you know, unique needs and wants and desires are different than mine or you have a more demanding job, let's say you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, cycle syncing isn't saying that, oh my gosh, you need to run around in a field and be a fairy every day and not have a job and whatever. That's not what it's saying, right? What it's saying is, you as a woman, I want to make your life more comfortable. Your life, right? Your life is different than mine. My life is different than yours. So your life, I want to uniquely make your unique life better and more comfortable and more in flow. So if you are a mother of four children or if you are a doctor or a lawyer or if you are, you know, me, we all have totally different needs, totally different lifestyles, totally different ways of existing. So what me cycle syncing is going to look like is going to look different for you. What me cycle syncing in 15 years when I'm in a totally different phase of my life is going to look like is going to look different than what it looks like for me now, right? So it's about How can I be in flow and in non-resistance to my hormones in this phase in my cycle? Or how can I make myself a little bit more in flow with my hormones? So again, you know, during your ovulation, doing a lot of things like maybe meal prepping or doing things to get some stuff off of your off of your plate during your luteal phase, your menstruation, or maybe during your menstruation, it looks like something different, whatever it looks like for you. All that it requires of you is that you start tracking your cycle and tuning in with yourself, right? The core thing here is saying, how can I tune in with my cycle? Because most women are not in tune with their cycle at all, right? They don't know what day of their cycle they're in, right? Like right now I'm in day 14 of my cycle. I know that because I tracked it this morning and I wrote down how I'm feeling and what my cervical mucus is and, you know, all those things. Every woman can do that regardless of whatever she's got going on, right? So every woman can track her cycle and know where she's at, know what phase she's in, start understanding what phase you are in of your cycle, what that means for you, how your energy is, how you're feeling, whatever, whatever is unique coming up for you. I have unique things that happen for me during my ovulation phase, like I said, day 15, or during my luteal phase, day 27, that things that are unique to me that I, you know, am aware of now that I track my cycle because as you track your track your cycle consistently for months and months and months, you notice trends that you would never have noticed before. That before, it's just this random thing that happens on day 10 of your cycle that you're just like, I don't know it's day 10. To me, this is just a random day. Why does this keep happening? Or you're totally unaware of it. But as you start tuning in, you start to see trends and realize how much is really connected to your hormones as a woman, right? So for me, I really believe that getting the cycles journal is one of the best ways. 
I think it's like $30 or $20, one of the best ways to tune in with your cycle. It has honestly been a game changer for me and I track every single day and tune that has been honestly the biggest game changer for how I tune in with my cycle, the consistency in which I tune into my cycle. It's honestly just the best thing ever. So I love the Cycles Journal so much. I'll link it below. Wish I had an affiliate code, but I don't. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with it. Um, so tuning in with your your cycle is really all that it it asks of you, right? Like tuning in with your cycle, seeing where you're at, seeing what you uniquely require as a woman. Maybe as a woman, you can, you know, totally do HIIT workouts up until your menstruation phase, but you can totally do them all through your luteal phase. I can do some of them, but to do too many would be unwise for me personally, right? But for you, you totally could. And so, you know, maybe that's unique to you. So you just have to start tuning in with yourself and that's all that cycle syncing requires of you is just to tune in with yourself, know where you're at in your cycle and to just start noticing and paying attention to how you're feeling and what's going on with your body, right? With your emotions, with your mind, with your energy, noticing that, right? So I think that it really is just it demystifies a lot about ourselves as women because I feel like so much so many times as women we can feel like we're wrong or we're bad or we're not as productive or we're not as this or we're not as that well we're not supposed to be at certain times in our cycle and this world isn't really created for us so how can we create a world for ourselves that feels for us and that's a lot of what I teach is you know not looking to the outside world to create, you know, to give you this safety or this, you know, feminine, whatever, life. Create it for yourself individually because it's really not a lot of times out there. We have to create it for ourselves and create these these bubbles of what we want to see. And as more and more of us create them, it changes the world that we live in, right? But right now, we don't live in a world that honors feminine hormones, women's hormones, the feminine cycle. It doesn't. And so we have to do that for ourselves. And as more and more of us do that for ourselves, it changes the culture and changes our paradigm. So, so yeah, so I hope this was helpful for you guys. I yeah, I really hope this was helpful for you guys. I love you guys so much. And I really feel like cycle syncing in whatever way feels authentic for you can just be so helpful in life. It can be so helpful. Just I think it can be so helpful for every single woman. And something that I'm still working on is seed cycling. I know that is really important. And then also taking different supplements and different things at different times in our cycle to support ourselves because our hormones are changing so much. That's something that I'm still learning. But one thing I will do, or I will say is that I do, is that I do take um, nettle tea during my period and right before my period and right after my period because we lose a lot of iron during our period. And drinking nettle tea has so many health benefits especially for women but one thing that it does have is iron and so I do take uh, nettle tea during my period to balance out my hormones but you know that's still a journey that I'm going on is seed cycling and then like taking you know balancing my hormones with physical food so that's a journey I will go on and I'm still going on and once I have perfected it I will tell you guys and I will make a podcast on it, but give me a little time. <laughs> give me a little time to perfect that and to get really comfortable in it. And once I am, 
I'll let you know. <laughs> but I hope this was helpful. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.